Welcome to the Midweek Connection for Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. My name is Brett Riceley, and I'm the Associate Pastor here at the Mission Church. We've got a few announcements for you this week as you continue to engage in the life of our church. The first thing is membership. Um, if you're interested in learning more about what it means to become a member here at the Mission Church, um, you can come to our membership class. That's going to be coming up on February 18th from 4 to 6 p.m. here at the building. That's going to be taught by our senior pastor, Mike Rose. Now, childcare is available for this, but you need to pre-register before February 11th. So please sign up uh, via the link in the email blast this week, or you can call the church office at 515-255-2122, and we can get you registered. In the membership class, you'll have questions answered like, what is our mission? What is our vision, our values, our philosophy of ministry, why we do things the way that we do them? And it's also a great opportunity for you to bring your questions to Pastor Mike about our church, whatever questions you might have. So there's no obligation to join the church at this class. It's simply an informational class for you to learn and ask questions, and then you'll have some resources and next steps where you can prayerfully discern um, what you would like to do and how the Lord might be leading you to join our church. So please mark that on your calendars if that interests you. Secondly, we value equipping you to know how to not only read the Bible, but to study the Bible. And so coming up uh, in February, I'm going to be teaching a two-week workshop called How to Study the Bible. And in this two-week workshop, I'm going to teach you the COMA method, which is an acronym for Context, Observation, Meaning, and Application. It's not the only way to study the Bible, but I think it's a helpful way that's timeless and trustworthy to the way that we want to do uh, biblical study to help you dig out of the text what is there and then apply it to your life in a healthy way. If you're interested in that, that is going to be a two-week course that's going to be on Sunday mornings from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. in the community room. Those courses will be on February 18th and February 25th. Those are both Sunday mornings, 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. before our 10 a.m. service. Child care is available for all ages of this as well. So it's a great opportunity, moms and dads, if you want to bring the kids and get equipped together as a husband and wife, a great opportunity to do that. The deadline to RSVP for that is coming up very soon. The deadline is February 4th. Please register before that time so we can make arrangements for your kiddos and prepare for the class. Please RSVP for this through the email blast this Friday. And last but certainly not least, every month on the third Saturday of the month, our men gather for men's breakfast. We do this because we want to have a, an easy opportunity for all the men in the church, whether you've been here for many years or you're new to the church, we want to help you connect and meet each other. So we have a free breakfast that's done by a great team of guys who cook that fresh and hot every month. Um, We've got a theme throughout the year called Priorities of a Godly Man. And this, this month's topic in February is going to be about prioritizing your finances. Now, this isn't going to be a workshop on you know how to do your taxes or uh, which investments to pick or anything like that. It's going to be primarily a high-level view of how do we view our money in terms of a stewardship factor. God has entrusted us to be managers of the resources he has given us because God is the owner of all things. So how do we look at our money through the lens of a kingdom perspective on generosity and good stewardship and using our money in a way that pleases the Lord and helps other people? Our guest speaker for that is going to be Ross Kelderman. 
who was a former uh, member of our board and our treasurer. And so he has a lot of experience and passion in this area. And so that's going to be February 17th at 8 a.m. in the community room. And I'd encourage all of you men to come, be encouraged, hear that devotion, and then spend some time in small group discussion as well, learning and applying and praying for each other. It's a great time of fellowship. So you can RSVP for that in the email blast as well. So that's it for our announcements for this week. And now we'll turn our attention to a spiritual devotion. For our spiritual devotion today, we're going to talk about a topic that is not often addressed in churches. We're going to talk about physical body stewardship. Now, what do I mean by that? We're going to get into that in just a moment. But one of the things that I have learned in my own life over the last four and a half years especially is that I grew up with an understanding that our physical life and our spiritual life were in two separate containers. The spiritual is more important than the physical because the physical is temporary and it's going to pass away. I have since learned and been convicted and transformed in my thinking thanks to God's word and through faithful men and women who are here at this church who have helped me understand that actually the reality is God cares about all of our life, physical, spiritual, mental, everything. He cares about all of our being, spirit, soul, and body. And if that's truly the case, then how should my spiritual convictions relate to my physical life? So let's look at this verse and then we're going to jump in. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. So what we see in this passage is the reality that Paul prays for the believers in Thessalonica that God would sanctify them completely. Well, how completely is he talking about? Well, then he uses three qualifying words, spirit, soul, and body. So we have to understand, and we are easily able to comprehend how God wants to sanctify us in our spirit and our soul. But do we notice that God wants to sanctify us also in our body? And what does that mean? What does it mean to have my body sanctified within the realm of God's design? And that's really what I want to talk about today is the idea of stewardship. And you are very familiar with this concept because you hear the word stewardship. We often think of finances and we go, yeah, we need to be good stewards. We need to save. We need to give generously. We need to tithe. We need to help those who are hurting. And we might even need to give when it hurts, right, in order to help someone else. And we need to trust God and be good stewards of our money. We, we get that concept. We understand that all of the money that we have is actually a gift from God. And he owns it all. We manage it for a short period of time. But when it comes to our physical body, there's a huge disconnect. And we just almost don't even think that we have to do anything other than what we just want to do. And so one of the things that's been transformational for me and my wife when we moved here was we went through a course that is taught by David Bush, one of our elders, and his ministry called Fit for the King. And we went through a very long, multiple-week program where we learned and relearned what it means to be a good steward of our physical body for the glory of God. And in that program, David taught us about intrinsic motivation, that the internal motivations that are not just dependent on outward uh, temporary things like I want to look better, I want to look good in a swimsuit, uh, I want to be skinnier, I want my clothes to fit better. Those are extrinsic motivations that are outward facing. But what's intrinsic, meaning what is my convictions about what God has said 
Therefore, what is true about me and my body in light of what God has said, therefore, that should motivate me to live a different way. And so I want to share these three motivations with you that come from David's curriculum, but the application and some of the personal experiences will be my own. And so, David, thank you for the work that you have done in helping us on this trajectory. So intrinsic motivation number one, my body does not belong to me and I'm a steward of the body Jesus owns. This is a powerful wake-up call for me because as I read that, I go, wow, my body doesn't belong to me. Wait a minute, then it matters what I do to my body, right? Now, we can replace that word body with any other thing, like my money doesn't belong to me, I'm a steward of the money Jesus owns. Or my gifts, talents, and abilities don't belong to me, I'm a steward of the gifts, talents, and abilities that Jesus owns. We understand that, we get that, and we apply that almost weekly. But when it comes to my body, I do think we go, no, that's mine, I'm in charge, I do with it, I do whatever I want. But that's not true if we are a Christ follower. And so the application for us today is if, 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 if our body is not actually our own, ultimately, then we can't just eat whatever we want, whenever we want, and whatever amount that we want, and we can't do whatever we want with it. Personally, that meant for me, I needed to stop drinking soda because I know that it's terrible for me and it's going to harm my body and it gives me headaches, it reduces my energy, and it ultimately creates disease. Um, and so that's just one area for me. Now, sugar and sweets and desserts are easily my Achilles heel. Um, my wife is a pastry chef, which makes that even more difficult. <laughs> but I know that those things, if I put them into my body in an in a unhealthy, unmoderated way, that will harm my body, it'll harm my mind, it'll harm my ability to be a good steward of the body that Jesus owns. And so I'm trying to eat a normal diet, nothing crazy, no fad diets, vegetables, plants, beans, rice, seeds, normal things, meat, a little bit of dairy, just trying to eat normal stuff in normal portions. I'm trying to exercise more. These are just normal things. And one of the things that I've learned over the last four years that has been empowering and really sobering is that nutrition really is the key. It's the primary factor in preventing, causing, or even reversing diseases. Now, you can Google and watch documentaries all you want to see that that statement is true, but nutrition can prevent disease. Nutrition can also cause disease if your nutrition is terrible. But if your nutrition is healthy and good, it can actually reverse diseases. It's been documented for a lot of research, and it's incredible. And so the, the, the motivation that this is not my body pushes me, challenges me to think daily, how would Jesus treat this body if he were living in my shoes? Would he just binge soda and cookies and snacks and cake and sit on the couch and do nothing for years and years and years and years and years on end? I don't think so. And so for me, that's been a great challenge. And I'm trying to lead by example in my own home with my family and hopefully be a decent example here at the church as well. Intrinsic motivation number two. Jesus calls me his ambassador, and I represent him to a world that is lost, confused, and needs answers to life that actually work. Church, 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that we are ambassadors for Christ, and part of being an ambassador is we represent him everywhere we go. We should clearly represent him in the words that we say, but we also represent him in our physical interactions. The first time you walk up to another person, you're looking at them with your eyes. You're listening 
to them with your ears. You're speaking to them with your mouth. You're moving closer to them with your body. You might be using your hands to shake their hand. I mean, there is a physical component to being an ambassador that I don't think we often think about. And if I am not treating my body in a healthy way, then I'm going to be an ineffective ambassador in my calling from God to engage with people to help them know the gospel. And let's be honest, being an ambassador takes physical energy. It takes emotional energy. It takes mental energy. All of those things are tied to how our body feels, how our body is operating, how our body is healthy or not. And so I have learned that my, how I treat my body ultimately reflects my love and my commitment to Jesus. And so for me personally, I'm trying to create a habit every week of, of exercising 20 to 30 minutes, three to five times per week, doing sustained cardio because that's healthy for your heart, lungs, muscles, brain, your joints. It contributes to a longer length of life. I'm also trying to do a few days of going and doing some light strength training and gym work because muscle mass is important just to have a healthy body so you can move things, lift things, pull things. And one statistic that really has sobered me is that after age 30, we lose 8 to 10% of our muscle mass every year. So if from 30 to age 80, you do no strength training at all and eat terrible, you will lose 50% of your muscle mass by the time you reach age 80. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get there. I don't want to be there. I want to be physically able and available to do what God has called me to do, to minister to my family, to my kids, to my church. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to be frail or in danger of injury just because I haven't done the basic things to maintain the healthy body that God has given me. Intrinsic motivation number three. God's goal for my life is complete transformation into the likeness of Christ. Now, you've probably heard this already if you've been at TMC for any number of years. The goal of the Christian life is not heaven. The goal of the Christian life is transformation. Romans 8, 28 and 29, Colossians 1, 28 and 29. We see so many passages that point to the reality that God wants to sanctify our entire being to grow us and to transform us into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And if I want to be like Jesus, then I must also re remember the aspect of physical body stewardship. If you think about the Gospels, think about how many thousands and thousands of miles Jesus walked. Think about Paul, same thing. How many miles did he walk? Yeah, he took a ship and went across the sea every now and then. But they walked almost everywhere they went. They were lifting heavy things. They did hard work. They didn't have all the luxuries that we have today. And so if I am an ambassador and if God's goal for me is to be transformed in my physical life as well as my spiritual life, I can't ignore this area of physical body stewardship anymore. And I think oftentimes, church, if we're being honest, I think we miss the connection between physical health and spiritual service. Think about how many times you would go serve somebody in this church or in your neighborhood. What is always required? Your body. <laughs> I know that's a simple observation, but think about it. Could you stand in a kitchen and cook a meal for a couple hours? Could you mow someone's lawn for an hour? Could you shovel snow for a couple of hours? Could you help someone load something into their truck if they're moving? That all takes your body your legs, your back, your shoulders, your arms, your feet. It all takes your body. And if those parts aren't healthy and working, you really aren't going to be an able servant. And I believe God has called me to a, a lifelong ministry service. 
I don't know what that looks like, but I want to be the best possible servant that I can be. And one of the ways that I can do that is to make sure that I'm taking care of myself physically so that I can spiritually engage as much as possible. You have a God-given calling just like I do. We are all called to love God and to love people. We are all called to make disciples where we live, work, and play. So you and I all have the same calling to be an ambassador, to be engaged in loving God and loving people. And we all have a body that can enable us to do that if our bodies are stewarded well. Now, let's be honest. Think of all the opportunities that there are in the world today to be a blessing to other people. But sometimes our bodies will sideline us and make us unavailable if we're not in a healthy place. I don't know about you, but I don't want to constantly be in bed when 20, 30 years from now. I don't want to be in the hospital all the time. I don't want to be in doctor's appointments all the time. I don't want to be unable to move. I want to be available. And I know that there are a lot of circumstances and nuances to this, so please hear my heart. If you have a sickness or an ailment or something that's wrong with your body, I am not here to shame anyone or to make anyone feel guilty or horrible. I'm simply saying, what are we doing to steward the body God has given us? I know that disease happens. I know that we get sick. I know that things come into our life that we cannot control. We can't control those things, and we have to trust God with those things. But in the things that we can control, like our diet and our exercise, are we engaging in a way that would actually honor God and please Him? And if we're being honest, most of our unhealth is self-inflicted through horrible diet and lack of exercise. Again, I'll be the first to admit that was me. It's been me for a very long time. I've struggled with emotional eating, wanting to go home after a long day of ministry and eat a ginormous bowl of ice cream. That's been a real thing for me. I have found emotional comfort in food, which is a sin. It's called idolatry. And I am working to, to, to be free from those idols and vices. Gluttony is a thing I've struggled with, of just wanting to eat and eat and eat because it's good and I like it. And the idol of self, the idol of just wanting pleasure through food, that's a sin. I'm working to find victory in those areas. So I'll be the first to admit that I'm not arrived. I'm not an expert. I'm not a master of these principles, but I believe that they are true. And I believe that the church must have these conversations. I also think, lastly, as I wrap this up, the principle of sowing and reaping. You think about that principle that we see all throughout Scripture. You reap what you sow. So if you sow a lifestyle of terrible diet and no exercise, you will reap a harvest of sickness, disease, and an unavailable reality where you will be in doctor's visits, you will be in bad shape, you will be unavailable for the things God might have asked you to do. But if you sow a lifestyle of health, healthy eating, healthy drinking, healthy activity, you will probably reap a harvest of availability and opportunity for the Lord. You'll be able to be a blessing to those most closest to you more often and with more effectiveness. Who doesn't want that? We all do. But that means we've got to engage. And one of the things that has struck me as I was preparing this spiritual devotion today is what an incredible tactic that I think Satan uses in fooling people like me and maybe you to think that our spiritual life is divorced from our physical life and then to have us be bad stewards of our spirit of our physical life 
to have a horrible diet, no nutrition, no exercise, no concern for the body, and then we are wiped out with all sorts of sickness, disease, and ailments that we can't even hardly function. What an incredible strategy from Satan to fool us into thinking that that doesn't matter to our spiritual life. But church, I'm here to tell you that it does. Your physical life is connected very much to your spiritual convictions and your spiritual service. So let's be a church that takes a step in this today. I don't know what that looks like for you. Again, I'm not an expert or a master of anything, but I would love to walk with you and encourage you in this. I know that David Bush, one of our elders at this church who started an entire ministry called Fit for the King, his entire passion is to help you and I be physically available to serve and be a part of what God's asked you to do so that he gets the glory and that you get to be a servant. Connect with him. Connect with him and his book, Fit for the King. It was a great transformational read for me and my wife. And again, let's take a step in this. Let's be available for the opportunities God's going to put in our place. Let's be available to make disciples and to love our families and to lead our church. Let's step into this together. If I can do anything to help you or encourage you along the way, I'm here as a fellow traveler on the journey as well. I hope that you are hearing my heart in this, that uh, there's no guilt or condemnation in this at all. Simply an encouragement to, to assess where you're at and then to humbly, prayerfully submit to God's design to steward the body that Jesus owns in a way that would please him. And if I can help you in that, I'd love to help. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this church and for these wonderful people who I call brothers and sisters. May you grant us the strength and the power through your spirit to take care of this physical vessel that you have entrusted to us, that we would be good stewards. You, your word tells us that your spirit dwells within us, that our body is now the temple where you dwell. May we take care of it. May we truly nurture and cherish it and cultivate it in a way that brings you honor and glory. May it also be a, a tool that our bodies would be an instrument that you can use to serve and bless and care for others. God, I pray that uh, you would give us all clarity as to what our next step might be into being a faithful and more fully functioning follower of Jesus Christ in this area today in the coming year. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in today. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday at 10 a.m. Pastor Mike will be back with us, and we're going to jump back into Revelation. Revelation.